Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. Ah! On this week's episode of the Nailed It Wall, we're going to find out how did our Sierra Verde students fare at the Rubik's Cube tournament. We're also going to talk about an epic failure in terms of t-shirts and timing. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome to episode 31 of the Nailed It Wall. I'm Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And I'm Mrs. Schofield. Partner, it's been it's been a doozy of a week. It really Me and has. you have been on like a four day bender of just getting things done. Now, I think we just have a shared nailed it that we have to yes, which is a nailed it that started off with a failed it. Yeah. Why don't you take us through the process here? Well, so it, you know it, you have to go all the way back to last Sunday no no the big okay first of all yes yes okay so I would like to publicly acknowledge that I was wrong about when our cube tournament was as if you go back to check the last episode uh, you were right about the fact that that was actually this weekend this Saturday and I was pretty adamant twice twice on that that episode I I fought you on it you did. Uh, not as hard as you should have, though, because you were 100% right. And so we, I thought the tournament was, you know, the following weekend. And all of a sudden, um, actually, a really awesome parent uh, sent me a very kind <laughs> screenshot and said, isn't this the tournament date? And so lo and behold, there there it was. So, yeah, you were right, and which then <clears throat> meant we had a lot of shirts that we needed to crank out because we we figured mathematically when we were count, count up everybody that needed a shirt for this we were at about 30. So it's a lot of shirts. It's a lot of shirts and the thing for us is that we did not want to <clears throat> we did not want to do shirts the way we'd always done it. Mrs. Schofield's not her best. Yeah, this is like the Jordan flu game. She's digging deep people. Yeah. So bear with her scratchy voice. Sorry, sorry. I'm going to try not to cough very much. So um You know, we didn't want to do vinyl. We've been doing vinyl shirts for a long, long time, and we wanted to move away from that. We've wanted to for a long time. Vinyl's the worst. Yeah. We probably made 24 Rubik's Cube shirts last year with vinyl. Easily, easily. And when I use the word easily, I don't mean that it was easy to make those. Those were brutal. So this year, we knew we would like to do screen printing, but we kind of thought we'll have some time to figure this out. Well. We, once we realized that you were right, that was Sunday afternoon, and so we had to f- quickly figure out how to do screen printing. However, it is also the week. It was also the week before show week. Your kids have a busy schedule as well. So when did we get started on these shirts and figuring out screen printing as a whole? I think we finally actually started working on Thursday, right? Well, you're missing the best part. What's that? Well, we didn't tell the kids the tournament was this Saturday <laughs> till Wednesday before. Till Wednesday, And yeah. mind you, we were trying to bring three teams, a, a, a three through five team, yep. a, and two six through eighth grade teams to the Rubik's Cube tournament. So essentially that's 24 kids solving Rubik's Cubes and getting them there with how busy our kids' schedules are. I mean, we had a basketball, a championship basketball game, which you might have pulled some strings and have them go for first to get them to the basketball game. So we tell them Wednesday, 
you know, at the beginning of club, we're like, this is the situation. We thought we had another week and we're, we're going to get ready to rock and roll. The kids, they were so game about it, had a great time. We took them through some practice things. Kids that couldn't solve the week three cube three weeks ago showed up to this tournament. Oh, yeah. Some competed twice. <laughs> it was, it was, it was truly amazing. But the best part was at the end of club, we took our yearbook picture. We got everyone out there. Great big picture. Probably had over 20 kids there. Mm -hmm. Some had basketball practice. Some couldn't make it. Take the yearbook picture. And I had my Babe Ruthian moment. I, I basically totally called did. my shot. I'm like, we're getting shirts, people. Don't worry. We'll have the shirts at the tournament. At the tournament. You did. <laughs> and my face, like I was thinking like, I know he just said that out loud. And I know that the, that's what we're telling the parents. I don't really know how we're going to – I have no idea how we're going to make this happen. But I just knew that this is something that we've been talking about doing for a long time. And so part of me was like completely freaked out. And part of me was thinking, I'm really glad that we're forcing ourselves into this situation because sometimes you just need to nudge yourself to actually make the time to be able to you know, play around with this. And the other thing about that – when you're talking about the boys basketball game, that's when another really horrible thing about the fact that it wasn't next week. And as I've been telling all these boys, don't worry, don't worry. It's not the same day as your championship game. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. So for, for them and their parents to be willing to do that basketball game, and it was an intense game, and then book across town uh, to make it to the tournament, that was amazing. And they, you know, we, we told them what? Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday. Yeah, so Wednesday at four thirty. Yeah, and so for these basketball parents, which I'm pretty sure a lot of these parents never even were told by their kids that they had said they were going to do this tournament, and so I was just completely touched and floored to see them rolling in like they did when we were in that room. It was just the coolest feeling. So yeah, huge failed it on my part. Huge, <clears throat> huge, huge. Yeah. I was not well, but it doesn't even matter because we all know I am infamously bad with details. And I took it well. I you was did. calm, cool, really collected calm. the whole time. You were a little worried on Sunday. You were like, did you see my text? I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw your text. I'm like, it's going to be fine. You're we're going to totally do this. Calm. And I knew we were going to be fine because we have amazing parents. We have amazing kids. We work together so well. We we embrace this, and we, we wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah. I was a little nervous. Shout out to Myra. We're going to talk, come back to Myra twice. She was huge in this whole process. Huge. And, you know, the whole Wishes for Teachers movement still going out there. You know, fill some teacher's bucket. Send them some supplies from Amazon. Excuse me. Google the hashtag or go on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, wishes for Teachers. Amazing teachers have these Amazon wish lists uh, to fill their classroom of needs. Yeah. We put one on that we've seen for years, like at Hobby Lobby, and we've wanted to do that since like the first year yeah. of Moxie and kind of get into uh, designing T-shirts and screen printing. You put this on your wish list in August. We got it in August. It's been sitting in my classroom since August, and every weekend or a long week would come around. We're like, all right, we're going to get in the screen printing. We're going to design some shirts. We're going to figure this out. So we bust out the speedball kit. Awesome kit. I mean, it really is. For $50, it was truly amazing what we were able to do. We pull it out. We watch like two YouTube videos. And then what was it called? It's like photo. Like like emulsion. Yeah, emulsion. Or it's also, I saw emulsion and exposure. It's really confusing. So we watched these two videos. Those are our first videos. They're our first two videos. Yeah. 
and they talked about light emulsion, like you put it in the sun or you have these special lights yeah. that kind of, I'm like, I'm like, how's this going to screen? So we got stressed out. We just kind of walked away from the night. Yeah, that was Wednesday, that right? That was Wednesday. Yeah. We walked away and I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna get stressed out. There must be a way that you can like vinyl. I still didn't really understand the whole screen printing yeah. thing. And so we walked away and then kudos to Myra. She popped in on Thursday, kind of troubleshot some ideas. And we're going to use the contact paper. You're like, oh, this contact paper will be good, mm -hmm. uh, which we do for like transferring things from one thing to another. Myra's helping us kind of get some ideas. Came up with an awesome design. What was so our awesome. shirt logo on the back? So it was the cube is strong with this yeah, one. Yeah, the cube is strong with, with this one. But we wanted to go back to a Yoda esque theme, and because of the Mandalorian being so popular, and Baby Yoda, kids lose their mind over Baby Yoda this year. And so we wanted he's adorable. Him, he's a, so he's adorbs. And so we wanted that in the design, and we kind of shot <laughs> some different ideas around. And Myra actually said something about the force is some the something about the force is strong or something. And so then that sparked, and then I, it just all fell together right then, fell into place. And so she went home, did whatever she does in her magical work, workspace, and She's came up with it. Yeah, I mean, by the end of the day, we had- She a had a whole, front design. Yeah, it was, it was so cool. It was awesome. And then she, she even purchased a, a font for us for mm -hmm. like the Star Wars in the front. We kind of went basic with Sierra Verde in the front. So again, I'm, I'm not stressed out. We kind of all came together to figure out there's a way that you can kind of do this vinyl yeah. thing. We switched. We just used a vinyl sticker, so there's like no transfer paper. Worked out awesome. Well, it was so. No, remember what happened? So <clears throat> we tried to use the stencil first, the stencil stuff, and that was not good. And then remember, we switched to vinyl, and then I weeded it opposite. So I weeded the whole thing opposite from what we needed. So that was our second fail in this process. So continue. That is going. true. Yeah. So we're so excited. It's Thursday night where we finally crack the code. We do two practice shirts. We have these two white shirts we do a practice on. We like take the paint. We have a whole system. I mean, we had a countdown. Like I was like, all right, I'm down. You would do the paint scrape. Like you would do your elbows down on the shirts. And I'd be like, three, two, one. I'd pull it up like perfectly to make sure the screen paint. And it would just like be like, you're like painting onto the shirt, like beautiful. with a special paint. And we had this whole system. We did two shirts and we're like, all right, we're ready to go all in. We bring all, we press, we got a heat press. Thanks to Kim Tanner. We would not have this heat press without your, your hard work. Yeah. We miss you. <clears throat> We press all the shirts, we go back over there, and mind you, like you have to have like cardboard inside so the paint doesn't seep through the other side. Thank you to YouTube, because yes. if we did not watch that YouTube video, we would have not have known that little trick there. True. Paint would have seeped through. So I'm like using my like little saw, what, what's that thing called? I don't like, know, cardboard cutters. I got this little that. cardboard cutter, so I'm cutting out like all these squares. And we go to our, do our first gray shirt. No, it was another white it shirt. Was we another were, white we were gonna shirt. do another white yeah. shirt. And then there was like this like little like weird crease in um, in the uh, through the lines through, through the words through the cardboard yeah so it yeah. made this like weird gap we're like what happened and then you're like there's there's a there's a crease in the cardboard and I'm like no so all but, that ink pulled pulled right there in like a strike through through the text on the back side why of our is, screen now why is that a problem because when we go to put that on then like that's going to leave a line across the next shirt right we tried cleaning it to no avail then we had to take good thing we printed out two of our cutouts that the we had we did had our stencils to kind of go pulled those out threw that one away cleaned the whole thing which the cleaning the whole thing takes some time that yes, is it took not some work. yeah 
and then we came back and then we just got it down and then for like two nights like we did the fronts then we did the backs and then we pressed them and the kids are just so excited about these shirts they are really awesome and they look sharp and now we know how to screen print and we are I feel so much more confident now like the idea of doing shirts with screen printing not just shirts but like really a lot of different things I just feel so excited that we finally learned this skill and so and but through so much of failure you know like we we figured out what things are important and you know now we're like picky about our cardboard and and you know choosy about how you do the ink and then even matching the colors you couldn't get it we couldn't get you all did the a good color. job of that so that was tough but we learned so much and i just i find that i find screen printing superior like i just love it and our maker again we're so grateful for that. that we, thing was we, a beast. we do love the cricket. If you're <clears throat> if you're in the market for a cricket, spend the extra hundred dollars, get yeah, a maker. That awesome. thing. I mean, today we labeled all the Nintendo Switches, all the Nintendo Switch controllers within two minutes. Yeah, we had the stickers thing. out, got those on there. The maker is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is a huge milestone for us as huge. makers. Yeah. Moving away from vinyl and like when you do a vinyl shirt, like over time it can peel off. And and we said how proud we were last year in terms of last year's Rubik's Cube shirts holding up. Mm -hmm. We see the kids still wearing them yeah. and the vinyl still it looks good and everything but screen printed you're basically embedding like you're getting the paint to cure within the shirt and it's right on there and every shirt that comes around I'm like oh is that vinyl i'm like checking my kids shirt or is this like screen printed or uh you know kind of screen printed on there and but screen printed i mean it was I just it. it was so much fun and to bust out 30 shirts and like to think of like trying to weed those 30 shirts in three days well, and then, you know, because the thing that we would find is, especially if you're laying down vinyl letters like we would, you know, if you get a little kink in a letter or anything like all that just can completely throw your design. And then you had, you know, yours was the final like, okay, the telling thing about how good our shirts were. So you washed yours, right? I did. And I won't lie, a little bit of me, like my, my heart stopped for just a second. I'm thinking like, oh gosh, like this is a big commitment because unlike me I would have washed mine by myself like just that one load but you all you went all in and, and what were your results it was good it was good it was awesome I did turn it inside out for the dryer just because he made me a little nervous so I threw it in there and I, I felt so good about it but the kids look so sharp they look so sharp and the thing I love too is Again, this was on Wednesday. We could not go to a t-shirt company and be like, oh, here's A and B. This is our design. Right. We want these delivered by Friday so we can have them on Saturday. That just would not happen. Again, this is a three-week club. You have to get your money in. You have to get a PO. You have to go to approved vendors within the district. And like you think about this, we didn't even know how many kids. We were just adding kids as the club went on. Kids were just like showing up. They're, oh, I'm going to come to the tournament. Uh, so we, we had an eighth grader learn to solve it on that Wednesday and yeah. showed up and competed at the tournament uh, in, in our championship team that, that made awesome. us to the top five there. There were so many stories like that that day too. And the cool thing about a Rubik's Cube tournament is, you know, I, I didn't see any team this year that didn't do a shirt. I feel like... Everyone had Everyone their shirts, had yeah. Shirt. Last year, I think it was kind of a mix, and some other years, you, you might have a mix. But this year, every team had a shirt, and ours really is the stamp of our personality, of our of our school, kind of our the way we just – we're just a little bit different in a good way. And they just – the kids were so proud of those, and they just looked so sharp, and I was, I was really excited. You weren't there for the morning session. Max was so excited. He was like – if they're giving out a trophy for t-shirts, it would be us. He's like, he's like, that's the one that matters that there. So, so cute. he I took such it. great pride in that. That's and the best. so you talk about being makers and kind of keeping this in-house and having mm -hmm. these tools. 
we spent a little under $90 on all these shirts for the kids at Michael's, correct? No, Hobby, Hobby Lobby. Lobby. Hobby, Hobby Lobby. Lobby. Yeah. Thank you. Shout out to Hobby Lobby. Yeah, Love that place. Awesome. Now, you would think a shirt like this would cost $15 a pop easily, right. you know. Easily. And you would need weeks ahead of time to kind of get these and there's malfunctions yeah. and little snafus trying to get the screen we did all this stuff shout out to myra as well um with myra the three of us did all this and that would have cost close to 500 dollars would Easily. be a quote for that yeah and we were able to do that for a little under 90 dollars and then in three days and have our own custom spin on it so i think that's kind of like the coolest thing from there yeah but well, that was our it's probably about 100 bucks yeah you know yeah but yeah. that's like but that's insane. That's an insane price. And the potential for us to be able to do so many things with that and then to have kids do so many things. I'm just super excited about that. And to be able to finally use like the heat press, we've used a little bit, you know, but we really, really got to put that, in, you know, through its motions this weekend for sure. And uh, I feel like we're a lot more confident for it. No, yeah. totally. It was awesome. But we had an epic Saturday. So tell us how your Saturday started off. Well, uh, you're right. I was not at the morning session of Rubik's Cube because you were kind enough to take the helm on that so that I could attend the championship um, You, you game. needed to be there. Yeah, for, for my boys. Um, my So our SV basketball team, they were in the playoffs for the championship. Playoffs? <laughs> that scared me. I won't lie. And so... Um, you know, boy, these guys have had just a season and every time I watch them on the court, I just, I'm so, so proud of them. And, um, so it did mean a lot to me to be there and it was really sweet cause it was really a, a mutual thing. It means so much to kids when you, you're able to go to things like that. And, you know, the cheer team is there too. And this is kind of like their bat, their last hurrah as well. And so, you know, it was really, really special and, the boys even said, you know, that came to the, the tournament, they were saying how much that crowd energy meant to them. And, you know, a lot of people came out to show them some serious love. So I spent my time there. I was a mess. I'm texting you like all the updates. You know, that was a, a really, really, uh, really, I don't even know, like, I don't want to say nail biter because we ended up winning by a stretch, but they had to fight so hard to get I would get call that it lead. a nail biter when at the end of the first quarter, it's <laughs> one, one to zero. nothing. Them. <laughs> I mean, and that speaks volumes because we're a pretty high scoring team as far as like how the season's gone. And, and they have a good, like we have some good shooters. And so we put a lot of balls up, but you know, both teams were strong on rebounds. Both teams were strong on defense. And so it was very much like we were pretty evenly matched for that first, you know, bit. And then finally, a little bit of the the tide turned and once they got their wind they just they just went with it um it was such a tremendous game and i was so proud and then right after you know i book over to the tournament i didn't even like touch base with the kids i just knew they were going to come or they weren't going to come they just played a crazy game and i was like you know i mean it's got to be something that they want and i don't want to put the extra burden they know about it their parents know about it whatever and rashid shout out to rashid because you know i kept meaning to talk to him and he's always been you know doing the cube with us for several years and so i kept forgetting to ask him if he wanted to do it so i just handed his mom a form and said it's you know right after this if you can bring him sure enough rashid walked in i mean he is just <laughs> he cracks me up what a great kid so 
as we're in the, you know, that was kind of chaotic because I came, you're sitting out in the sun. It's this beautiful Zen <laughs> moment, right? You're outside with your kids. I, and, I did have a chaotic know. morning. Yeah, <laughs> you did. But right then it was like the calm before the storm because your sweet daughter's waiting for Starbucks to open. She's been such a trooper all morning. For some odd reason, they don't open Starbucks till noon, which seems counterintuitive to me. because Especially on a college campus. Yes, I'm like, we need caffeine first thing. So anyway, whatever. So you go off off and right then everything starts going so fast like kids are starting to show up some of them not the basketball kids but other kids are showing up and I'm trying to navigate the parent forms plus I have to check in totally almost forgot to check in and then I hear them call our That'd name be a big fail yeah a huge fail and so I hear them call our name inside the ballroom so I'm ushering everybody in I'm sending you I'm calling you get over here get over here you're waiting for Sam's painful diva drink and so um you know it's kind of like that in, that intense stuff and then you know, and then it was just like all this, it was like out of a movie, but you know, when the basketball boys walked in, I was really trying hard not to be emotional, but it just, it meant so much to me to end this year with them because they've been with us for so long, you know, and, and the fact that it was important to them because they, they weren't in club, they couldn't. And so they weren't, they didn't have that and they enjoy that. Like yeah. they're bummed like some days. They're like, oh, we're going to be so excited to come next week. Yeah, and they like, were there excited. Is no next week. Yeah, they were so excited to have that last Wednesday because normally they're always with us. I don't know how it's worked out other years. It started a little later. Yeah, I guess because, um, or maybe they weren't in championship. I don't know, but we've always had them. So I know that that's something that they've really enjoyed. And, and so for them to show up, and they're huge. all such leaders like in the yeah, club. They are. So, so cool to kind of celebrate that moment and, you know, to have them over there, like two teams for sixth or eighth grade, like out there, like just having so much fun. And it was some of these kids are never going to solve together and they're just getting up there and they just like, it was, I was just blown away. I'll come back to the afternoon session, but the morning session, we had six kids uh, show up. Uh, we have two brothers. One brother is in second grade. Yes, people, second grade, solving the cube. He's going to be our secret weapon. And then the solo competition, he actually beat his brother in fifth grade by three seconds. So there's some real sibling rivalry going on back in there. But his younger brother wasn't even in the club. His mom just asked me, like, he, he loves solving the cube. Can he just come to the club? And he just kind of came in, started hanging out. And these kids... Uh, on a Rubik's Cube team, what happens? You have 25 cubes on a table, and you have eight people per team, and you got to solve as many cubes as you can. And we had six people, so we were down two people, and they solved all these cubes. They just missed advancing to the final round by, like, 30 seconds. So, again, down two people, and they solved all these cubes in six minutes and 10 seconds. And several of those kids only just learned how to solve the cube this year you know like this season like zane that was a brand yeah. new like there's kids zane, in three there. weeks ago yeah so that's the thing that's even for us the stories that came out of this this experience this club they're unbelievable i'm just that is so much to be proud of of what those kids did they just they tore it up six kids you know and and we've done that before at a tournament where we did yeah. six um and it really does put you at a disadvantage and the fact that they weren't discouraged and that they just went for it i'm so that's amazing they had the best attitudes they were just so positive and i could have been more proud of how they did one of our students just missed the top three carter in fifth grade solved his cube in 33 seconds <sighs> 
33 seconds, and I think the the third place was 32.7. Like all these things are just milliseconds that separate uh, the cube. So it was, it was an awesome day. I was just so proud of our youngers and how well they did. Yeah. We had a big uh, fifth grade group there, so mostly fifth graders. So they'll be moving up the next division next year, and lots of fun. And then our sixth or eighth grade groups, they were just they just had so much fun for the day, just kind of being them, being around each other. Yeah. And, and like after they hung out, they were playing football, basketball, eating in the in the ASU they cafeteria. They love do love the buffet. buffet. Yeah. They're big fans of it. So it was uh it was it was just a, such a fun uh, kind of awesome day uh, to kind of go from there. It really was. And, you know, the other thing about the, the food thing is, you know, those boys, most of them had come from the basketball game, or a lot of them had. They were and starving. they were starving. And because, you know, we threw them into a, the first thing at about 1230. It was pretty close to on time. And so, you know, they've played this intense basketball game, come right in, they, they do the cube. Great. So then they want to go off to eat. But however it worked, it we couldn't let them go because we, we didn't weren't, weren't sure about the timing and all that. So we didn't end up letting them go finally eat till like two, something like that. And I mean, although they were hungry and it was clear they were hungry, not one like problem with that. I mean, you know, that can be tough. And they were just such great, you know, troopers about it. And they so our group, um, the first team advanced to the next uh next heat is that what it is i don't know yeah. and so that was really cool because that core group the ones that um competed in the first team those were our kids that have been coming back year yeah after year. and then mind you in that second division there was 14 teams in the middle school division and so the top five advanced mm -hmm. to the championship round and, yeah and we just we made it to that top five and it was so awesome and yeah and what was their time in the first round it was I have to look it up because they shaved. They shaved forty seconds off, and their la and their time they the second time was three fifty five. Three fifty five. Yeah. So, so they solved all these cubes in three fifty five, and the second you know, time you couldn't tell us we, we didn't win first place. They just felt like on top of the world. They were so. They had to break thought. four minutes. Like yeah. you know, we broke four minutes, and these kids are just like so pumped up, and you know, shave that much amount of time in a Rubik's cube tournament is insane. Like every year we've done it's like a difference of five. Five seconds difference of 10 seconds because yeah. you're kind of stable in like what you do and it was just so awesome could have been ethan popping in there on the last one he ethan, is, a ethan beast. is a beast on the cube he is a beast but these kids are just so excited now the cool thing too is like a couple of these kids have been doing this for six years part of this club yep. every year going to the tournament competing they're eighth graders now so they've been doing it since my first year of doing that mm -hmm. uh, as third graders and it's so cool to have this like kind of moment mm -hmm. even though we never got over the the hump to win the whole thing but it, it's not about that no, and it's, it's like really not. it's about the kids solving the cubes now how many eighth graders do you think you have up on your nailed it wall that have solved the cube so far this oh, year gosh. i don't i mean I have no idea. Well over 50. Well over 50. Yeah, well over 50 because it's been, now we're in quarter three and I've already done cube with the, this quarter. And so it would be um, pretty much everybody from STEM classes. So definitely over 50. And there's kids that aren't in, the, that haven't been in the STEM class that have been, you know, have done it on their own just because they see, especially in my homeroom. So it's a ton of kids. Yeah. 
So it was just, it was a fun day, an awesome day. We took in the ASU, was that Night Open? Yeah, what was it called? Uh, Night of the Open Door. I night of is, the Open which Door. Which is weird because it starts at noon or something. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we kind of check out those things, but the kids were just being kids. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. They're playing water bottle football. They moved over the basketball court. Beautiful day. Uh, they too. had lots of like science things going on. So I took Mackenzie around there. My kids yeah. were troopers. So oh it was gosh. so much fun. But we were gassed at the end of this. I mean, getting the shirts done, it doing was a this. Lot. Well, because, you know, long time for those shirts two days in a row and then to get here we were here at what 7 15 saturday pressing them so that was that was quite a commitment so and your kids were here late to do the shirts so i don't even know how they were troopers any energy to spare so then we had a po we had to i dropped my kids off with my wife at home you swung by and picked me up. We had a PO to pick up our two TVs and SIM cards for our eSports club. Woo-hoo. We were so pumped up. We were kind of hitting a wall, but we got pumped up once we got to Costco. Costco was still busy. We were like, slammed. all right, we'll go right before closing. And Costco was insane. I could not get over how busy it was. You would have thought the Super Bowl was, you know, the next day or something. I don't know. You were doing your thing that you always do, making friends everywhere you go. It I mean, fun. I think I you fun. made 10 new friends before we walked out of there. I love the salad guy. He'll be my, be my favorite <laughs> favorite part of that trip. But anyway, it was just such a fun, fun experience. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Shout out to the salad guy. Uh, we were just walking in. This guy, like, he was staying with us the whole time. Just walking he around. Was, I think he's wanting to hang he, out. Yeah. And then he told us he's bringing a salad to the Super Bowl party. And you're like, you said, do you even like your friends? <laughs> I said, why do you not like your friends? And then, and then he schooled me, though, when he said, lady, you haven't even had my salad. <laughs> and then he rattled off this, what he puts in it. I got to tell you, I kind of was bummed I wasn't going to have a salad because it sounded pretty uh, glorious. Yeah. It was one of the highlights of that whole trip for me. Yes, and then he went off, and I was like losing my mind because I was like, I don't think they sell individual SIM cards. And then you made a new friend, and you're like, come back holding the SIM cards. I'm like, oh, this is online delivery only. And mind you, when you have a PO, you have to spend all this money yeah, um, from like, you know, it's like a piece of paper about we'll the school district. all the money but not more than the money so exactly. it's like tough to get the ending taxes and fees and whatever so try to get nice and perfect yeah. and then mind you costco is insane we get these two vizio tvs 58 inches 4k i don't even have a 4k in my house they're beautiful i, I don't even think i have a 58 inch tv so we're so pumped about this mr Gletti ordered these two tv stands we'll kind of get that into that in a minute here but we're just so pumped to get these TVs. We're just losing our minds. We're like, oh my goodness, we'll get two TVs for our esports to hook up. It's going to be awesome. And we've been seeing all these awesome things on Twitter. And we're kind of doing our own brand of things, how we're doing things. And then we have this PO, and this lady was so nice. They're like, you got to find someone. If you bumped into your other friend, she's like, you got to find someone in the red vest. Yeah. We, we found this awesome lady. We were like holding up this whole line. People were getting mad at us. Oh my gosh. She's people. like, she's like, look at this line. Like it was like curving around. She was not happy with it. One lady was happy with us, one, not so much. The line behind us, definitely not our fans. Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. But we thought we would get a great deal. Costco does not do like huge sales for Super Bowl no, Sunday. No, they don't. But we, I mean, but the thing is, and you said, you saw at Best Buy that we still got a better deal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, we can't go wrong with Costco. We can't go wrong. So we're excited. 
And then Sunday comes around. I mean, I, I went to bed early last night. You know, our kids, you know, they, they just don't stop. And we'll kind of talk about it a little later. I promised Ryan if he had a great day and, like, he was a trooper. And he was so awesome. He was seeing friends from Sierra Verde. He was checking out all the stuff. He was playing with the big boys. He was. I mean, he loves those older kids as role models, kind of what we touched on last week. And I'm like, all right, I'll get you some Beyblades. We get home from Costco. What does Ryan want to do? He wants to go to Target to get some Beyblades. And I was like, I, I got to do this for them. You went back to right the area, you and Ella, to get a movie and some Chick-fil-A. That was a, that was a tough move. I was pretty tired. But then we're so pumped up. We got these TVs in the back of your car. We got to get them on the stand. We come in this morning. We're just so fired up. We're going to have the stands on there, TVs. Kids are going to come in and see them and know that this is actually happening. It's on the horizon. We've been telling them. We've had the switches out there and we build the stands and the TV is a little wider than the stand. So yeah. we have two stands. With no TVs on them right this now. Hashtag true story. Yeah, but my favorite part is as you're holding this huge TV up and I'm looking at the holes that that thing has. and I'm, I'm like, guide at, me in. I know. And I'm thinking like I'm looking at this, but I think there's a problem here. But then and I was trying to come up with a good way that I was going to deliver that message. But then I kept thinking like maybe I'm wrong about this, but it seems like it should work. And then you took a look and then. No, no. Yeah, it's a little longer. It's a little longer. So like the, huge the two bummer. places for the the wall hangers are like on the absolute edge there, and and then you're like, all right, we got to take this thing apart and and send it back. I'm like, no, 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 that's insane. I'm like, we're gonna build the other one. This is gonna motivate us to get two more TVs that will actually fit on those stands. They are really so nice stands. We're kind of we're, we're, we're thankful. We're in this bizarro state, so we need to buy two more TVs. So our esports club is gonna have four TVs that fit on these two stands that we're looking at right now. Very proud about. Yeah. And then we gotta buy two more stands for our two TVs that are sitting in boxes. Those TVs are awesome. I'm super pumped. They are awesome. I'm really excited. As we were building this, I almost had my toe decapitated by Which you. you. No, well, I remember it wasn't by me, but you thought it, it was, was your by story. Me. <laughs> yeah, anyway, you know. It, but the good news is, it's not gone. It's probably swollen and perhaps damaged for your lifetime, but it's not gone. It's still on there. That yeah. is true. Yeah, and you always have that memory, that special memory. That's true. Yeah, that's good. So it felt awesome to. Get this PL. We've been waiting for like two weeks. We Gosh. thought we we're gonna get some like screaming deals, but we have all the SIM cards and Nintendo switches. We label the switches today. We have them all plugged in, charging. We have two TVs in boxes. We have two TV stands without stands, but we're ready to go. We're so pumped. And the cool thing is, we had District in here last week talking to us about our vision, what we want to do. We even looked at a tower at Costco, a oh gamer gosh, tower. I mean, sick. just for like one tower, no screen, no keyboard. It's a thousand dollars. So it's like, whoa, man, what are these schools doing to really finance or fund these esports clubs? And we've committed to the switches, mm -hmm. and the kids are so excited. We decided we got show week coming up this week. <laughs> so this is a big week for you. And we'll talk about show week in a little bit here. And then we're going to take a week off. And then we're going to start a Wednesday, um, a Wednesday 5-6 eSports club. And then a 7-8 eSports club of Rocket League on Thursdays. It's going to be amazing. And so we're so excited to get this going. And so we'll have like a quarter and a half to kind of run out, you know, our first like 
middle school esports and the guys from it they were so awesome they took one of the switches and they were talking about opening the ports and kind of like labeling everything so they can kind of see this on the network and they don't want to open up everything where someone could have a switch and get on the network and they were just problem solvers and i was just so excited and they've been working with the high schools uh, high school in our district um sandra day o'connor they're actually starting to compete this week in league of legends so cool. i'm a little hazy on what league of legends is but that's, that's like a huge one where they're like this one team they're like basically michael jordan they walk down the street people like chase them it's it's crazy how big league of legends is but i have no clue what it is and then um uh the deer valley high school has gone pc and they're all about uh, rocket league so yeah. and they've been competing and they've actually won some big tournaments in arizona and they're a pc base as well but the cool thing was the interest like when they first rolled it out they had 140 kids out of this like high school that wanted to be a part of it and then yeah. you run into like that whole issue about being pc based and they actually looked at uh focusing on the switch but uh switched to pc there well you know a lot of things that you just said made me i want to just say a huge thank you to Mr. Galetti for really, you know, this is something we asked to do and he's really been behind us the whole time and, you know, continuing to reach out to people, the right people to follow up on this for us, which means so much to us um, because we have ideas, but we, you know, we need the help, you know, in those situations. So we're grateful. But then even to work for a district that's saying like, okay, all right, let's let's look at this. How how can we make this happen? Not just getting focused on obstacles and challenges, but seeing being willing to take the time to find those solutions and being creative about it and having the conversations and finding a way because it's it's worth it and this is the next phase and I am really really proud to be part of um, a group of people that are deciding to be visionaries in this department and to help us find how to make that work. I, that is hugely, um, I, I'm really, really grateful for that because we can take it to a certain place, but then we need people to say like, okay, we'll help you make this happen. And we're getting the help you, you know, help you with this is next part. That's where we are. And we're super pumped. Like, this is going to be amazing. I think it's going to be the hardest thing when you try to be innovators and you want to implement new things. So many times you get one door slammed in your face and you're like, it's over. We've been in that position before many times. And we're like, all right, we're going to keep working. We're going to work through this. And everything's, I wouldn't say wide open doors, but there's a crack in the door. And yeah. they're like, you know, we're going to try this. We're going to work with this. And and I'm like, all right, if we want to get started, like not this week, but the week after, could yeah. we do it? And he's like, yeah, you should be able to do this, you know, with a game. And, you know, we're going to start working on this Monday and get this going. And so it was, it was so positive. Then, you know, right when the switches rolled in, that was about two weeks ago. Uh, me, you, and Mr. Galetti were talking, and then someone else from IT was kind of popping that guy in. Was awesome. Yeah, he was so pumped, and we were talking about what we want to do. And he's like, "Oh, I want to be part of this. I'll be on your adult team." You know, <laughs> he's like, "I'll come here." And he was just—he was just so geeked up for like what school has become to like offer these kids. And you know, so many people are like, "I wish I was in school doing this right now." So many people. And have yesterday, said that. when we were putting the two TVs on our our, our little orange 
palette push thingy. People are like two TVs, and like we started talking about esports, and that mm-hmm. one takes uh, their kid to a preschool right around yeah, here. She's really like, "Oh, close. what school is this? This is yeah. interesting." Yeah. And then we bumped into a student in line, and mm-hmm. they they were just losing their minds about the mom was losing her mind about the concept of esports, and that's really a thing. And I, yeah. I've heard people talk about it, yeah. and we were like, so like Justin just picking up those two TVs, walking in line. We had these two most amazing conversations about what education is becoming in esports. Yeah, I forgot to tell you too when when you took Mackenzie to go um, do the stuff at the whatever the event that we were at, and I was sitting with Maddox's mom yesterday, and she was saying, you know, I was talking to her about how we needed to head to Costco after there, you know, to get the TVs and the esports thing. Costco closes early on Saturdays. They do freakishly so. Anyway, so. Um, I was talking to her about it and she said, you know, I just, when I hear the things that Maddox gets to do at your school and all of the opportunities, she said, I just, first of all, I really want to go back to school. And she said, I never, I never had these things. And you guys offer, there's so much for kids to do now and all of these things that they can explore. And I just am so amazed by that. Um, and you know, and then we were talking about things that set, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in our district and things that we get to do. And she was just really excited. She said, I'm so happy for my kid that he goes to the school that he does and that he has all of these things. He can choose from all of these things. And she said, I just, I never had that. She's like, I can't even believe this esports thing is like a, you know, that it's, a, it's happening, you know, it's crazy. We were crazy. blowing people's minds. I know. It, yesterday was a big day. Uh, and just, you know, those were just the people that we decided to talk to. Just think about, we looked kind of like, you know, kind of high rollers rolling up to the, <laughs> to the thing with our two TVs. TVs and SIM That's cards. Right. And that, that, apparently that was the big selling uh, uh, item yesterday at Costco where people just rolling in to buy the TVs. So anyway, it was a, it was a really incredible experience to just know that that's the next uh, the next thing to cross off our list. And then you know we were even talking today about like okay, what's our next step? What will we need to do to make the next part happen? And we have um, you know we always have ideas. You and I have have our wish list already um, going, and I'm super excited. It's just going to be because you just can already envision the kids and what this is going to mean to them, and it, it just blows my mind. And Vizio, we're still looking for an official sponsor for the Nailed It Wall. We we, we did seal the deal on a Vizio 58 <laughs> right. inch screen TV and for yesterday. Her and her mom, even the mom was like, yes, maybe I should times upgrade. Times two, yeah. I know. We were, so you're welcome, Vizio. Yes, you are welcome. Yeah. She was all excited. She was hanging out with us, having a good time. She's like, I just don't understand it. And like, we're like, oh yeah, this one has these smart capabilities, and they all can do this. And yeah. she's like, I'm all in on this one. Yeah. And she's like, we better get them before they go. These people got two. Dude, they were. I mean, they were, and they were going. I'm glad we did that yesterday. I'll tell you what. Even though we were tired, it was worth it. We were thinking about going this morning, which would have been a hot mess. Hot mess. Seriously. Now, in all seriousness, we we record this podcast on Sundays. So, like, usually Sundays, we got a million little projects that we try to get done, try to get organized for the week, mess up on what day a Rubik's Cube tournament is. Yes, I'm good like that. Build some TV stands that do not have TV stands on. That's that's what our Sunday's like. Crushing it. I enjoy Diet Coke. I get excited. You know, you get mentally prepared for the week. Now, last Sunday, something happened that I don't think anyone really expected. We recorded the podcast. We were cleaning up. We were getting ready to finish our day. And then I got a call from my wife. 
and Tracy, Mrs. Mayfield, was in here, and she said Colby Bryant passed away. And I quickly rebuffed her. I said, oh, it's fake news. It must be like one of those TMZ reports that, you know, it's not true. And this is something that, you know, then, you know, we're there talking and we're just like in disbelief. Your heart just like thought about your brother, Zachy, and how much what a fan he is mm -hmm. of Kobe Bryant. And we have a big, you know, I'd say K-8 kids just love basketball mm -hmm. on our campus. Uh, I can't talk. I've talked many times about the influence basketball has had on my life and I want to be here without the opportunities basketball has afforded me and open those doors and give me that structure in my life and even though uh, I'm a Celtics fan diehard Celtics fan I'll still never give Colby for uh, taking that game seven in Los Angeles run our test hit that three and we lost that one championship there but there's that bitter rivalry between the Celtics and Lakers you're a Cali person and when it came, you know, more and more reports confirming mm -hmm. the death of Colby Bryant, uh, his daughter Gigi, and seven other passengers, I believe, uh, in that helicopter crash as he was going to his own training center. You know, he used to take a helicopter every day from practice to the Staples Centers. It's just part of his life. You know, these things, like, it's hard to process. Mm -hmm. Now, you did a great thing, and uh, I love what you do with your students. Like, you really addressed it, and you kind of talked about it, talked about some of the things that your students said or felt or, you know, what made you kind of really feel like you had to talk about this. Well, I think because, like, even when you and I left, you know, we, we kept talking that day, and it was like, more stuff kind of it just settles with you right you hear something and then it's just kind of settling with you and you just can't get it out of your mind and and you realize how impactful so for me I was thinking about like you know my feelings about that growing up in Southern California Lakers was so, you know it's a huge part of the culture and you know and I come from a huge family so when I would go to my grandparents I have you know my mom's the oldest of 11 kids so there's seven uncles and then all the uncles that are married to the aunt so there's a lot of people we all watch Lakers like that's a thing and so it just kind of is so tied to my family and then like like you said um, then I felt really sad for my brother so to lose my dad and someone that's such a big iconic part of your childhood uh, kind of rocks you in that or in a, that respect and um, you know and for my sister and for my other brother as well and um, and I was thinking about how much that affected me and and you know how death is weird like that where there's so many layers to when you when somebody dies it doesn't even have to be someone that you knew personally but someone that had an impact on your life and I feel like people um, don't feel that they have permission to grieve um, and be honest about those feelings uh, those feelings because they feel like, well, it's gonna. People are gonna think I'm ridiculous because I didn't know him, and I didn't want my students to feel that way because it's legitimate. And so we had every period. I talked about the fact that you know that that death really rocked my world, my family's world, and um, and I said, you know, and I kind of gave them that whole spiel, and I was saying, you know, it, people are role models in our life, and um, when you have those people to look up to 
you it's hard when they're gone and 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 I you know I was comparing it to like how, how hilarious are how we are on campus because we're the fa- like the face on announcements so how many kids think they know us and they constantly and we've talked about that before where they think that we know them well so I constantly have kids coming up to me and hugging me and and saying hi to me that I've never met and you know essentially that's what it's like but on a you know much bigger scale uh, I mean not that I'm comparing myself to Kobe but I'm just saying on a as much bigger scale but you do you feel like these people are in your home they you know these are people you watch and you cheer on and and so my eighth graders were a lot of them were really rocked over this and they got to talk about you know yeah like I'm really sad and a girl that we both really really think so highly of summer plays on our um, SV team here and it allowed her an opportunity to talk about her feelings and the experiences that she had had with Kobe and she wore like a tribute shirt to him and did something on her backpack and, and she wanted to talk about that and share that and and you and realize her knowledge of the game is on it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Un- yeah it's unbelievable uh, she just I've learned so much from her and um, I think it's so important when when something like that happens to not gloss over it and to address it and to make it a conversation because I um, I really, really do believe that just being open and allowing kids to grieve when they need to grieve in whatever way that looks like. And for some kids, it didn't, it didn't phase them. And that's fine. You know, that's how it is. But for a lot of them, they need to know that that's okay. You know, and I wanted to shut down the conversations that I did here. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you can't be sad about somebody that you didn't even know. Okay, well, you know, that's not true. You know, and so like for me, it really made me super sad about my dad because then it just reminds you of loss in general. So, you know, just sharing that with the kids and and having that conversation, it was a really, really um, impactful moment. And, you know, we you and I, I mean, I think you were a little bit joking, but then not really about like, we'll always remember where we were when we heard about that because it was really important to you, too. And for those kids, they're going to remember that happened in eighth grade and about like the memories of that. And I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to be respectful of them processing that in the way that they needed to. Yeah, it was tough. Colby's a little older than myself, but a big reason why I love to read is because of Sports Illustrated and Slam Magazine. And this is like pre-internet days where, you know, you'd hear these stories about these kids from Rutgers Park and, you know, they're 15 years old. And, you know, I'd always read these stories about this kid from Lower Marion. And, you know, I think he was the second one to jump from high school. I think Kevin Garnett was first. I could be wrong. But, you know, that was such, you know, nobody did that at that age. And, you know, it was so cool to kind of see what he was doing and you know there's so many great trivias that came out this past week i mean tons of rubik's cube mosaics and what they did at the lakers game the other night i don't know if you saw the video of that they did like this five minute i think the guy was playing a cello i'm not great with instruments but it was just so beautiful and it was just like tied to all these like kobe quotes usher performed at halftime i mean the Staples Center. They said that's the house that Colby built. They had all the times. Like, wasn't it? They all took a certain foul. It wasn't a foul, but was it like to do the the eight seconds and the eight second violation, the twenty four second violation. Uh, But the Lakers game is is truly powerful, and everyone like sharing these stories and. You know, the one that kind of stuck with me was like Ellie Duncan from Sports mm-hmm. Center. That was amazing. She was like so awesome. Like it was cool. We both have girls, and a big thing for us is like 
you know, being a girl dad. It is. It's really emotional. And like that one was that one. I agree. Of all of the things I saw, that one was the one that hit me the hardest because, you know, Kobe was this legend. He was this bigger than life person. And um, but at the end of the day, what he what he's being remembered as is a dad, like a dad to this girl. And that was the other thing that was so hard for my Four kids. Girls. Yeah, as all those girls. And then that was hard for my kids to know that someone close to their age passed away and that rocked their world and that but like that conversation too. But yeah, I mean that was an amazing video that uh, or thing that she did. Um I was a mess too. I mean it was just one of those things that at the end of the day, and that's what I talk to my kids about. At the end of the day, what's important to you? What do you want to be remembered by? And everybody's going to know Kobe was a great basketball player, but I think it would have broken his heart if the first thing that people uh, talked about wasn't his love for his girls and his family and, and being a dad. And I think he worked really hard to make sure that that was something that was um, well-known about him as a person. And I think that's an amazing uh, legacy. So it's pretty cool. And Jay Adonde, he kind of, you know, rocked my world a little bit because, you know, people in L.A. work hard, but it's Hollywood, it's La La Land. And and then when they were going back and forth, the bus family trying to decide, there was like this bitter feud between Shaq and Kobe and which side would they take? Would they keep Shaq or keep Kobe? And the reason why they kept Kobe was because Kobe resonated more with, with the Laker fan base. And the reason they said that was because of the 300 section. This is J.I. Donde talking, L.A. Times columnist, I believe. I think he's a professor now. Um, but he's awesome. He's always on uh, around the horn. And he would talk about, look at every movement, every movie, and you see all those names who's getting up at 4 a.m. They love Kobe's work ethic. Uh, and that's why uh, they chose Kobe because they saw how hard he worked and what he gave uh, this city and how much they believed in him. And, you know, I never really thought of L.A. as like this blue collar town, this hard working town. I know they worked hard, but I thought it was like glamour and glitz. And you think of Boston is that that gritty, like hardworking blue collar city, the steel mills and it was kind of cool to kind of hear that perspective and and to kind of like just so many stories and tributes have yeah. come out from celebrities fans and um you know how did your brother take the news it was pretty rough i mean he, he was pretty raw from it um for exactly the reasons that i i thought it was going to be like as soon as i he was literally the first person i thought of when um when you said that and uh, you know, because of my dad, but then also because of, you know, it was part, it's part of who you grew up admiring. And again, just being one of the greats, um, but great in a lot of different ways. And like, I, I think I told you, but only one period, um, I let the announcements go and I didn't hit cancel for YouTube not to play the next video and it happened to be this tribute that Ellen did on her show um, and it was talking about things that he helped fans uh, like dreams that he helped um, bring to life you know make true and oh my gosh like you could have heard a pin drop in my classroom and they were just and a lot of the basketball team players are in that class and 
it was, I think it's just so important to just have those moments to see that this is a person that had all this, you know, um, recognition and fame and did all these great things on the court. But then like, he was so kind in to these people. And, you know, he did those like the training camps, and then the story that LeBron James was sharing, you know, it's just really amazing that you can have such a, a, a ripple effect in your life for so many different reasons. And I just, I'm just amazed. And so many people talked about time and, you know, Kobe's a little longer than us. And as a parent, like really makes you think. And we always talk about why we love our job because we don't drive very far. So we're like, oh, we don't spend two and a half hours a week in the car, 10 hours a month going back and forth. We both live a minute away from school. And so we're like, oh, this frees up this time to do these things. And, you know, as this happened, just, you know, makes you want to be a better parent, be a better friend. Mm-hmm reach out to those and time, you know, how precious our time is and what you do for others is the most important thing on this planet. And so many people, I mean, LeBron James even talked about his own uh, mortality, 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 you know, speaking is chasing these things on the basketball court worth like missing out these things. And, you know, he gave a great thing uh, this morning. Uh, I was up early. The Joker won the Australian Open and he talked about Colby and just you know, really about time and, you know, with your family and the things that are most important to you and taking the time. And I think everyone is a better friend and a better parent because of, you know, what Colby meant. And he's just so vibrant and just loved life. And everything he did was just, you know, uplifting. Yeah. And I think that that I, I really do feel like that should be at the end of the day, the message that you walk away from is it's a reminder to, to not take anything for granted and to be intentional with your life and um, decide how what you want to do in this time that we're here and that and you know I think that they thought because he was like a legend person he was like untouchable and you know they kept saying but he's so young and I said you just you can never take anything for granted and I think obviously as eighth grade students they're not going to understand that really, um, you know, on mm. the kind of in the magnitude that that we do as adults. But they I think it was a really it shook them. It shook them in a big way. And uh, but it's a good conversation for them to start thinking about, like, what we all have the potential to do with our life. And we we won't necessarily all have Kobe fame, but it doesn't matter in your in your small square, you know, radius around you. Okay, can a square be radius? Okay. Circle your radius of your circle. Like what are you gonna do with that? And like how will you make people's lives better? And and I think that's a good challenge for everybody, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure we're gonna hear a lot more about the other lives are lost and and in, in the uh, I think like that helicopter is actually sent here to, in Phoenix right now. What's going to come out of it? I know it was a foggy day, and you know, and like you're going to hear these great stories about these people um, that were on that, you know, just awful, awful mm-hmm. accident. And you know, as we end this episode, just this week, take some time, take some time to, to spend with those most loved ones. Tell them how much you appreciate them, and just know our time is the most precious thing yeah i mean and and make the most of every day and i think that that i think that is the best way to honor anyone that's passed you know no matter who it is and it's we're so it's his gift to us that we get that reminder all right people if you can be anything be kind 
and keep changing the world. Now, if you loved hearing conversations about Rubik's Cube, failures, and TVs that aren't on stands, <laughs> make sure you hit the subscribe button. Every Tuesday, the latest episode of the Nailed It, phone, Nailed it Wall will be downloaded to your phone. Now, if you want to see what the pictures of our t-shirts actually look like, make sure you follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And me at a positive proton.